Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who have been called by God to... Called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. And if you cannot remember all of that, we have three core values at FCBC. What are they, family? Live, love, love, and serve. In the gospel according to Luke, in the fourth chapter, I want to read the first four verses. Luke 4, 1 through 4. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, it is written, one does not live by bread alone. Come on, let's pray. God, thank you for this season, this season of shifting, oh God, season of empowerment and transformation. God, let your word do its own work. And we'll make sure we honor, oh God, not just your word, but your revelation so that we can continue to move on, live on, and be who you call us to be. Lord, we love you. And we thank you, O God, how you remain mindful of us. We bless your name, God. Ah, we bless your name, God. We bless your name because in a time of storm, you still hide us, O God. Keep us. We celebrate that today. May the words that you declare on today, O God, the collective meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. God, you are our strength, our rock, our redeemer. And we say amen. It's in your name we pray and we honor it. Luke 4, 1 through 4, I'll read it again. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise as you take your seat.
I cannot begin to imagine how empowered Jesus must have felt after that moment of divine and creative encounter. For those of us here who've ever felt out of place, like you didn't belong, when you experience that moment of placement and belonging, it can be overwhelming and transformative. For those of us who've often felt like we never really fit into certain spaces and places, it is a day of massive joy when you finally find your tribe. When you felt like a misfit. When you've experienced what it means to be marginalized or even shunned or looked upon oddly or strangely because you don't quite fit into the normal spaces that we often gravitate to for validation. When you have that moment of encounter where you find your place, your being, and your tribe, it can be a day of amazing joy. That may be a glimpse of what Jesus must have felt. On that day with the water still saturating his clothes, he heard those words, you are my son in whom I am well pleased. In those moments where he may have felt strange, odd, or not really feeling in place, those words must have been like music to a wounded soul. You are my son in whom I am pleased in whom I find favor. Can you imagine when your moment of validation and placement is punctuated by the word of God? You are my son in whom I am well pleased. But not only that moment of radical validation and affirmation from God, but then there's an accompanying spirit that comes with ultimate confirmation of identity. Luke put it this way. He was full of the Holy Spirit. I cannot even imagine if that feeling is containable. For those of us who feel like we've had glimpses of the spirit and felt moments where the spirit was overtaking us to actually be full of the spirit had to be something profound. Can you see him coming out of the Jordan, dripping, drenched and divine at the same time? Coming out of the Jordan with a sense of clarity and purpose, filled with the Holy Spirit, and then his footsteps had been orchestrated by the same spirit that had overtaken him, had saturated his being, and had filled his spirit. That same spirit that helped to validate, confirm, now led him. Can you see him? 
taking that glorious movement toward, not towards the mountaintop, because oftentimes when we have that great validation and confirmation of identity, we want to go to places of celebration. We want to let the world know that you finally have found your place, found your tribe, found your voice, found your identity. But no, the spirit was not leading him to celebration, but he's being led to temptation. And where does the temptation take place? Where does the pruning and testing of one's confirmation happen? Not on the mountaintop, but in the wilderness. So God... Can you imagine how different your wilderness would look if you looked at your wilderness as reward? That somehow the wilderness does not come just to punish, but the wilderness comes not even just a test, but the wilderness becomes a sign of radical validation and confirmation and affirmation of who God has called you to be. He did not walk into the wilderness empty. He walked filled with the spirit and with the words of God echoing in his head, you are my son. It wasn't just the carpenter who walked in the wilderness. The son walked in the wilderness feeling a sense of calling and placement and validation from God. And for 40 days, scripture said that he had in ways, and you need to read it closely because Luke makes it seem like this, he had been experiencing, I'm convinced, along those 40 days, micro temptations. Little moments that come up to see if you really are convinced and convicted by what you heard from God. They often come in those moments of validation and confirmation when you get a sense of being and belonging and placement and you feel at ease and at rest in Zion with your identity connected to the divine. There will come those micro temptations to see if what you feel, what you know, what you heard have found a resting place in your spirit because it is one thing to say I know who I am but you don't really come to a sense of clarity about your identity until your clarity is confronted oh God I hope you can hear this today when your clarity is confronted by chaos or confusion then you get to see what you're really made of when when you get to see how you've been shaped by God oh my God you may know who you are but show me who you are when the storms come in and the trials come in and the test comes in and the challenge comes in People talk about untested faith. No, untested identity. When your challenges come to bring to the forefront who you claim to be. But why wouldn't you make claim to your sonship or your divine connection to God? Why wouldn't you lay claim that you are son or daughter of the most high God when you have been fearfully, wonderfully made in the image of God? Why wouldn't you claim that identity instead of grabbing hold of counterfeit identities, trying to seek validation in counterfeit spaces and trying to find confirmation through counterfeit people who are not clear about their own identity and start to create confusion and help you to call you to question the clarity you had about who you are just when you feel comfortable with who you are something happens to make you question your sanity and your sanctity for 40 days micro temptations filled with the Holy Spirit filled with the power of God can you imagine the vibrations that were bouncing off of him 
you imagine the feeling he had? Nothing seemed the same. His hands looked different. His feet looked different. His body felt different, filled with the spirit and divine confirmation. He was walking, but his feet never touched the ground. He was seeing, but they were new eyes. He was feeling, but everything he felt came through the filter of his divinity. I'm sitting there in that moment, 40 days to ponder your position. 40 days to think about your power. 40 days to think about what God has done in your life. By us, every now and again, you need to find some wilderness to retreat to. what you're really made of to see if what God has placed in you is really what you are all about oh I know I know I know I know you you sing the songs well but 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 when your pain is the accompaniment to your melody that's when we get to see what you're really made of he's he's in the wilderness for 40 days not eating anything feasting without eating oh god you missed that feasting on his affirmation feasting on his identity feasting on his clarity feasting on what god has said feasting on being filled with the spirit he didn't have anything to eat but he was full of all that god had placed in him there's no better feeling to be hungry but full at the same time here here and look when the adversary decides to stop sending surrogates <laughs> for 40 days potentially sending surrogates but at the end of the 40 days the adversary shows up the micro temptations didn't work and so Satan decides to see if he's really about his identity oh I know oh God that during the 40 days, Deacon Darnell, he saw a lot of stones. Oh, you'll get this. There had to be moments over the 40 days, he had always seen stones around him, not knowing how they could be co-opted to be temptations. For 40 days, I know he had to see rocks here and stones there all abounding around him. He never thought about them because he was so transformed and transfixed by what God had done through him and with him and was about to do for him that all he could see was the things around him that reminded him of the divine and how he participated in creativity and how somehow his identity was shaped by God's creative imagination who made him who he was. And now for 40 days, he didn't know what would come after that, but he knew what was happening in the moment. He was filled with the spirit. Clarity had come. He was who God said he would be. And all that time, he may have never felt tempted to think about how his power could be co-opted by his own insecurity oh no back up you missed that you see there are times when your insecurities can co-opt your power because you feel through your insecurities that you must prove your power 
Ain't nothing worse than when, when the co-opter is you. Can you imagine? There had to be times then, that 40 days, when he was imagining who he was and who God had made him to be, that so many thoughts must have filled his mind. That leads to another space where sometimes God must speak words of confirmation because God is aware of your own insecurity. So sometimes the word is not about where you're going. The word is about what you're struggling with. So now he enters the wilderness with clarity of identity based on confirmation from God and filled with the spirit. And at the end of 40 days, after the micro temptation, Satan shows up with a statement that shows that the enemy did not know the inside story. If you are (laughs) the son of God, if that might have worked on other people who are still laying in a state of confusion. If might work with some people who are not sure of what God has placed in you. If might work when you are in the places of low states of awareness of your own divinity and how your own being has been co-opted by cosmic conversations with God. If might work when you're unsure about um, how your identity connects to your purpose and your power and your productivity. If may work when there's no sense of being running through your being. You'll get that. When there's no sense of being running through your being. Yeah, if if might work, but when you know that you know, if don't stand a chance when you're clear about who you are, if you are the son of God, take what you've always seen, make it into a manifestation of your power and I'll be satisfied. Oh my God. How much time have you wasted in your life trying to prove who you are to people who don't have the power you have? See, see, it's one thing when you want to see my power to increase your possibility. Oh, pause, back up. Oh, you didn't know. Your power wasn't just for you. Your power was designed to ignite possibility in someone else. Can you imagine when they see your power and then realize you talk like them, walk like them, breathe like them, bleed like them, but they see your power moving? That means your power gives them possibility and hope. That's when you look at somebody and say, look at what God has done for me. Look at the power running through me. And the same God who gave me this power is the same God who can move through your life. Look at somebody and tell my power got possibility. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to languish in your insecurity, in your feebleness, get off my road. If you want to languish in your fear and your timidity, tell some folk, get off my road. But if you want to have an encounter with the power that God has placed in you, stay right where you are because the best is yet. Yeah. If you are the son of God, turn these stones 
into bread. The enemy thought he had him. But you see, Jesus knew scripture. When you have memory of divine impartation, you can't be tricked when someone wants you to prove who you already are. If, no, the most powerful thing you could say to the folk who lead with if is you lead with I am. When you say if, no, I am. The son of God. I am a child of the most high God. I do walk in God's power. I do walk in God's favor. I do, I am, I do, and I will be who God said I'm called to be. Yeah. It's as if he said, no, no, no. Because tragically, I say this. And Minister Heaven knows this. Tragically, your enemies don't always read. That's why I like what Jamal said. He thought he was going to get a gun. They gave him a book. Read. Satan didn't read more than Jesus. Forget power. He ain't read more. Because when the temptation came, he remembered what he read. Somewhere, Deuteronomy 8 and 3, he remembered when those scrolls were opened up as a little boy, where in Deuteronomy those words were uttered when Moses was reminding the people of God in Deuteronomy of what God had already done for them when God brought them out of Egypt. He said, now, when you came out of Egypt and you had no food, God gave you manna, bread from heaven. He gave it to you to remember how God will provide. And then he said, remember this in Deuteronomy 8 and 3. Remember, you do not live by bread alone. See, Jesus' response was actually incomplete. He, the enemy, thought it was a period. Because God, because Jesus only gave him part one. You can't let the enemy always know the secrets you hold in your heart. Part one. I do not live by bread alone, comma, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Oh! That part, he held for himself. When he comes tempting me, I'll give him every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. When people make you feel as though you are weak, go to the word. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. When people make you feel like there's things you need to have to be who you are, you tell them the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When people try to make you feel like you have no power, you let them know that God called me to be the head and not the tail. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's what you tell the enemy. It might have worked, hey, if I didn't know who I was. You might have fooled me if I wasn't sure about my identity. 
you almost had me until I look back over my life and I saw everything that God had ever done for me every now and again you got to look at folk who try to confuse you and try to mislead you tell them it almost worked but I got a track record with God it almost worked but I remember what God has done for me is there anybody in here who got a sanctified memory who knows what the Lord has done and if I look at your neighbor and tell them neighbor the enemy doesn't know your greatest weapon you got to remind your enemy that I got a memory I remember every time he made a way out of no way I remember every door that God opened in my life I remember every time he picked me up when I had fallen down is there anybody here who's got a memory today look at your neighbor and tell them neighbor my memory's working which means my praise is growing you missed that my memory's working which means my praise is going because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me my praise keeps growing that's why David said oh come and magnify the Lord with me because my praise is growing is there anybody here who can give God some praise look at your neighbor and tell him neighbor my memory's working and my praise is growing every time I turn around he keeps on making a way my praise is growing every time I think about where I was and who I used to be my praise is growing is there anybody here who can give God some praise I want to see some growing praise let your praise in the next second be better than the last second let your praise in the next minute be better than the last minute I wish I had some folk in here look at your neighbor and tell them neighbor you might want to check if you want to stick near me because my memory is working fine which means my praise is about to shift this pew my praise is about to shift this atmosphere my praise is about to turn this place upside down and is there anybody here who has a growing praise look at your neighbor and tell a neighbor I don't want to see your 2019 praise I don't want to see your 2018 praise but if God has done anything for you in 2020 you ought to have a growing praise you ought to have a new praise let the redeemed of the Lord say so hey hey Every now and again, you got to bless the Lord at all times and let his praises be continually in your mouth. I know you can't hold hands because of the coronavirus, but I serve a healer. Hook up with somebody's arm and let them know we're going to magnify the Lord together. Here's the test. If God ain't done nothing, you have the right to remain seated. But if God has done anything, I dare you to hook up with somebody. 
and tell your neighbor, let's go to the altar of praise. Let's go to the sanctuary of worship. Let's go and give God the glory. When I was in Sunday school, they used to teach us to rise, shine, and give God the glory. Y'all missed it. Rise, shine, and give God the glory. If you got a hand that works, wave to God. If you got a mouth that works, make a joyful noise. If you got feet that work, I dare you to run around this place. You ought to rise, shine, and give God the glory. Because the Lord is great. Hey. 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 greatly to be praised hey, greatly to be praised hey hey oh listen if you're able stand all over we getting ready to go but you can't tempt me when I'm clear about who I am and who God has made me to be when you're clear about who you are, no one can make you prove nothing. I don't have to prove a thing because God already told me who I am. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. Hold on. Hold on. See, it's easy when your emotions are high to get lost in your praise. But right now, I don't want you to get lost in your praise. I want you to find yourself in your worship. You know my name. Because at the end of the day, it's not only that you know that you're a child of God, but you got to know that you're known by God. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.